All right, welcome to the Big Guns Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Commissioner Jay. Welcome you back to another season of great fantasy football. And today I wanted to take a moment to talk about week three reactions on this Wednesday morning and certainly uh, just touch on some of the, the great games that we had and look forward to week number four in the National Football League. Buffalo Bills took a loss to the Miami Dolphins, which to a lot of Buffalo Bills fans was a surprise. But as I said before, that's why they play the game. Uh, There's always an injury or an issue or weather or some kind of fluke that happens that uh, changes the outcome of a game that, you know, everybody thought was going to go in the other direction. And certainly the Buffalo Bills have owned the Miami Dolphins. Uh, The last seven games, the Buffalo Bills basically took it to the Miami Dolphins, but this was not the game for that to happen. Incredible heat and humidity in this game played a factor. Injuries played a factor. And the Buffalo Bills came up on the short end of it. And I know I'm trying to find excuses and reasons why the Buffalo Bills lost. But they lost. Period. We're on to Baltimore. Uh, It's hard to win games when you're missing six or seven starters. And your secondary is basically rookies. Yep, I'm crying. I am building in an excuse, but it's true. I mean, how many teams in the National Football League are going to win games that way? You're on your third string center, and we've seen a couple miscues from the center handing off to Josh Allen. That definitely played a part in this game. And, you know, you look at um, Josh Allen spreading the ball. Um, Really didn't run the ball as much as we expected. I think Josh Allen trying to become more of a pocket presence, more of a a stay-at-home quarterback, which which is fine for Bills fans because we want him to stay healthy. But again, it's one of those things where Bills put up a ton of yards in this game. It just fell short. And the media is talking about you know, uh, Ken Dorsey's outrage, which I think is ridiculous. I think we need to move on from that. Uh, the Buffalo Bills want a, an OC that has that kind of, of of fire in his belly. The players want it. And um, again, we're talking about all the wrong things in the National Football League. And uh, again, you know, we're moving on to Baltimore, which is not going to be a walk in the park. Uh, right now, Lamar Jackson is playing at a very high level. And it is going to be the game plan to stop him because all things run through Lamar Jackson, figuratively and literally. 107 yards for your quarterback slash running back. Hey, that's the game plan that Leslie Frazier is going to have. We'll see who will step on the field when we look at the injury report today and see how the Buffalo Bills will react. Well, enough about the Buffalo Bills. We know they're going to be fine. Let's talk about some of the other teams. And I know there's been a lot of hype about the Philadelphia Eagles. And I've seen crazy tweets all week that the Eagles and the Dolphins could very well be a Super Bowl preview. And I have to laugh because the Dolphins are 3-0 right now. The Philadelphia Eagles are 3-0. And that's great. Uh, They put together a good squad A.J. Brown coming to the Eagles was a smart, smart play. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, a great one-two combination for there. But Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagliavea are two quarterbacks that I'm still not 100% sold on. In fact, 
I'm down on both of them. And when the Dolphins fall short of winning the AFC East, possibly a wild card team, it's going to be because of Tua Tagovailoa. If the Eagles start to falter, it's going to be because of Jalen Hurts. And Eagles fans are very excited right now. Dolphins fans are very excited right now. But there are things on both of these squads that need to be fixed. One is the running game from both of these teams. Chase Edmonds is a good running back. Needs to be better to really balance out that attack. And Miles Sanders for the Philadelphia Eagles really needs to be a better running back for them as well. And they have a wealth of running backs, but none of them are standing out for the Philadelphia Eagles. Their defense is playing well. Doug Peterson is no longer a Philadelphia Eagle. And you look at Nick Sirianni as the coach for the Eagles. He's doing some really good things. And Mike McDaniel, you know, the creeper offense, as I've heard. Uh, smart guy who plays a little bit differently than a lot of other people. And again, they're in the right direction in a division that's very competitive. And I think when you look at the Bills and the Dolphins, are going to uh, be the number one and two teams. And, you know, the the Jets at number three and the Patriots at number four. All kinds of problems for the Patriots, especially with the severe high ankle sprain that Mac Jones incurred. And this team wasn't in a good position before Mac Jones got hurt. Matt Patricia calling the offense and this team just not being able to put it together post-Brady. And I think that's a problem. But you look at week three, and you look at Kansas City and Indianapolis. And if you were to look at this team, the 0-2 uh, Indianapolis Colts versus the 2-0 Kansas City Chiefs, you're going to pick the Chiefs. And, and the Chiefs lost as well. And the Chiefs kind of looked all over the place, looked discombobulated. And Indianapolis seemed to have a really good offensive game plan, getting the ball out there, uh, running and passing. Matt Ryan finally playing the part. So any given Sunday, any team can win. And that's why they play the game. I mean, you, you got to be really honest with yourself. You know, you look at teams that are, are going in the right direction and the Colts will ready their ship. They will be competitive. Uh, they had a rough patch the first two games. This is a big win. This is a, a propulsion to, to get better. Kansas City will be fine as well. The team that I don't think will be well is the Washington Commanders. And there's so many things that I can talk about in this organization, from the team name, the New Jerseys, to Carson Wentz. And I'll just leave it at Carson Wentz. Everybody wants to give Carson Wentz another chance. Everybody thinks that he is going to be the savior of their franchise. And they find out very quickly that Carson Wentz is a perennial backup. And I think there's a lot of quarterbacks in the National Football League that you could predict would make great backup quarterbacks. Look at Case Keenum. He plays for the Buffalo Bills. I think he's a good backup quarterback. You look at the Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance situation. And I think the, the space was too big for Trey Lance just yet. And Jimmy Garoppolo staying around was by design. I think the confidence level in San Francisco, even though they moved on potentially, and I'm using the air quotes, Jimmy Garoppolo stayed at that team for a reason, and they're really happy that he did. Um, these teams 
have to understand and these quarterbacks that are out there have to realize that they're backups. Franchises are giving them a chance to be part of their organization, but certainly Carson Wentz is a guy that I think is a perennial backup. And he's going to make a hell of a backup. Because again, there is times when Carson Wentz has a flash of brilliance and can win you a game. There's no question about it. But again, everybody has him propelled in the starting quarterback role. And I think that's the mistake. You look at other teams, eventually Mac Jones will be a good backup quarterback. I don't think he's a starting quarterback. I think the space is too big for him. I think the pressure in New England is too big for him. Jameis Winston, a guy who shows flashes of brilliance that I think is going to make a hell of a backup quarterback. But again, with quarterbacks being sparse as a starting position, Jameis Winston's getting an opportunity. And sure, he can throw the ball a country mile and he can put three, 400 yards up. But can he win the big game when it matters most? That's really the question you have to ask yourself. Um, Baker Mayfield, this is his last hurrah. Sam Darnold, his last hurrah. Sam Darnold's going to make a hell of a backup. Baker Mayfield's going to make a hell of a backup. Justin Fields, again, is going to make a good backup. He is not the savior to the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears have all kinds of problems. But you look at his metrics and his stats. Here's a guy who wants to run more than throw. And... Lamar Jackson will tell you it's fine, but it's a sustainable. Lamar Jackson will tell you it is. But I think Lamar Jackson is an anomaly when it comes to that. Quarterbacks that be, tend to run more than pass have a short tenure in the National Football League, in my opinion. You look at those teams. I think you look at the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Cool. Joe Burrow is going to have a very, very short career if they don't correct the offensive line situation. He's been sacked more times than any quarterback in the National Football League. And that is not a recipe to win football games. If he has time to throw the ball to Mixon, Chase, T. Higgins, they're going to win some games. And this Thursday, they play the Dolphins. It's going to be an interesting game because, again, which Cincinnati Bengals team are you going to see? Which Dolphins team are you going to see? Um, that's really the question. And um, the Jets, you know, they have Joe Flacco game managing. And Joe Flacco was a, was a good quarterback, a good game manager, a guy that kept afloat. And he's doing it again in the Jets. Sure, the Jets lost to the Bengals. And the Jets have things that they have to overcome. But again, Joe Flacco knows his role. Now, when Zach Wilson comes back, are you going to see a major uplift in this team? I, I really don't think you are. I think Zach Wilson is not going to be a premier quarterback. I would like for the Jets to have that. Even though I'm a Bills guy, I still think the Jets have got some really, really nice pieces to their team. And the quarterback is the straw that stirs the drink, and, and I just don't think they have it in Flacco or Wilson or anybody else for that matter. Derek Carr, he's a guy that I really think is going to find out that he's just an average quarterback. 
And Devontae Adams coming to the Raiders is going to prove that point, and it has proved that point. The production for Devontae Adams is not going to go down. He's the mainstay. He's the number one. But Derek Carr just doesn't have what it takes to win the big game. And I think that's what holds him back. Again, he's a good quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback. And the reason why he's been left out in the conversation is because he lacks that extra. And I think that's the real big key. Ryan Tannehill finding out that he is going to be a good backup. Again, the backup crop of quarterbacks that are out there in the National Football League right now is huge. We need some some new life, some new quarterbacks that are out there. Jacksonville Jaguars looked pretty good against the Raiders. I mean, slapped them around. And, and the Chargers definitely had issues. Uh, the Jaguars still not sold on Trevor Lawrence. Um, I'm just not. They looked good, but I think the Chargers are in flux. I think that Justin Herbert rushed back to the game. I think he's still injured. And, you know, last year you heard about the choke Chargers. They choke when it matters most. The piece of the puzzle that this team has with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Austin Eckler, and Joey Bosa, and Khalil Mack, and yada, 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 are phenomenal. And Justin Herbert, of course. But they lack something to get them over the hump. And they're just not part of the conversation. And taking a loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, to me, I think, is proof of that. Because I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars are that good of a team. They need to win some more games to prove my point. You look at the Falcons. Marcus Mariota. Fighting for his life right now to be the starting quarterback. And they beat the Seattle Seahawks. Again, it's the Seattle Seahawks. So, you know, no one's handing the reins and saying, you know, Marcus Mariota is the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's not, but he was enough. Is Desmond Ritter going to find his way onto the field this year? I think the answer is yes. You look at Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Again, Geno Smith is a game manager. He's not going to take you over the top. I think some people took him lightly. I think he's a smart quarterback. But again, I think he's very Flacco-esque. And I think when you look at what Geno Smith and Marcus Mariota, again, they'll be able to manage the game if all the other components seem to work. And that's asking a lot sometimes. Rams and the Cardinals, you look at Matthew Stafford. Again, age and his body's starting to break down. And you're starting to see him come down. They have a lot of great pieces to that puzzle as well. And this is a really good year to find out what Matthew Stafford has left in the tank. Kyler Murray, again, he's got to get some things right in his head. The whole practice, you know, the whole study, the whole Call of Duty thing, I think it's kind of funny. He's a very gifted, talented quarterback that shows flashes of brilliance more times than he doesn't. And when the chips are down, Kyler Murray has the ability to win the game, just like Lamar Jackson. It's got to become more consistent. The Packers and the Bucks, you look at both of those quarterbacks and you look at Aaron Rodgers. Again, you know, people said, oh my God, you know, they lost the first game. The Packers are going to be just fine. 
They have a good coach, good running back situation. Their wide receivers are booty. Very bad. But Aaron Rodgers, just like Peyton Manning, just like Tom Brady, just like Russell Wilson, have made average wide receivers look good. And, and again, as the season goes on and these receivers become more acclimated, because again, we don't play that much in the preseason, if at any, this is their preseason. These first two, three games are their preseason. So by week four, the Packers should be a well-oiled machine. Tom Brady, I'm going to go on record and say I think this is his last year. I think his home life is shit right now. I think it's in a rough spot. I think Giselle has had just about enough of football. And he needs to become a dad and a family member. And not just a football guy. And the Buccaneers have a lot of work to do to figure out what they're going to do. Because again, if the Packers are becoming a competitive team down the stretch and get in the playoffs or even get to the Super Bowl, they're going to be down low on the picks. So getting a, a franchise guy is going to be very difficult for them. So it'll be interesting to see what the Bucks do down the stretch and how they're going to put the heir apparent behind Brady there. Is it something where they put a quarterback in a trade? Do they pick up another backup quarterback that wants to still be a starter on the Bucks until they can groom or find the next starting quarterback rookie? The Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance situation, I think, is is going to get muddy-er than most people think. Again, I don't think Trey Lance is the guy. I don't know what they see in Trey Lance. The man can run. He didn't have accuracy. He didn't have that. I think the players on the 49ers were happy to see Jimmy Garoppolo. But Jimmy Garoppolo lacks that little component, too. He's better... Then some of these quarterbacks that are just good, but he's not great. He's like in the middle. He's just like right there. And he, again, he gets injured a lot. And when the chips are down, he doesn't handle the pressure as well. So they have to figure that out in San Francisco. They thought they did. I, I know that when Trey Lance comes back next year, they're going to have to have a tough conversation. But I just don't think Trey Lance is the guy. Denver Broncos... I, I don't even know. Um, I thought that when Russell Wilson and Nate Hackett got with Denver, with Sutton and Judy and Patrick and Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon and that defense, this team was going to just rise to the top. The trepidation with Nate Hackett's poor coaching ability and Mr. Let's Ride um, isn't really working. Do another commercial, Russ. Yeah, do another Subway commercial. I think you need to focus on your team right now because right now, again, we look at these first three games as kind of like the preseason mode. However, it has been a rough ride. And Denver Broncos fans said, hey, look, we paid you a shit ton of money. It's time to see dividends. And you won 11 to 10 over the Niners. 11 to 10. Not gonna do it. It's just not gonna work. I mean, Garoppolo throws for a salty 211. And again, 
you were sacked four times. Just ugly. Just an ugly game. And then you look at Russ Wilson. Throws for 184 yards. 184 yards. That is definitely not worthy of the money that you threw to Mr. Let's Ride. You look at the Cowboys and the Giants situation, and there's another situation. And Danny Dimes, a guy who is the perfect example of a hell of a second string quarterback. He's a backup. He's a backup, and he doesn't even know it yet. Fighting for his life. Brian Dable knows he's not the good starter. Most of the Giants fans know that he's not a good starter. We don't have anything else. There's nothing in the pipeline right now, so we're holding on to Danny Dimes. And Brian Dable had Josh Allen. Brian Dable knows how to make the most of a situation from what we've seen. The offensive line for the Giants looks horrible. We can point that excuse to that. But Danny Dimes lacks the major components. Going to make a hell of a backup quarterback. Dallas Cowboys. Are we really having the conversation that Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott have a quarterback competition? Are we really... I mean, I know the media wants to find a hot, juicy take and they want to jump on it. But it's Dak's show. Now, Dak's shown some injuries. Dak's had some issues. So that's something that, um, you know, it's one of those things where um, they want to believe in Dak Prescott, but injuries have played a major portion in holding him back. And then when Dak Prescott does play, it's good almost great but we don't see enough consistently because of injuries and I know Jerry Jones is a guy that um, you know his patience level is getting very thin and he is a guy who I think really is going to pull the trigger you know sooner than later on this team. So they have to figure that situation out because when Dak Prescott comes back, the onus is that he's going to take off. There is not going to be a, you know, two, three week acclimation period to get the hand ready. You're in a division right now where the Philadelphia Eagles are, are off and running and they're going to be competitive whether they win the division or not. And I think they will win the division. But again, it's something where um, he's going to have to pay instant dividends. Cooper Rush, again, he's a hell of a backup. And, and you know what? He's a game manager. And again, if all the components on the team play well, guess what? I think he's going to be great. Um, but I don't think he's the starter. And I don't think anybody's signing up in, in Cowboys Nation to watch Cooper Rush. But again, we'll see. They're 2-1 right now. They're in a good situation. Everyone was talking about the season being over. But the pressure machine for Dak Prescott is going to be hot when he comes back. Because again, let's just say, for instance, we'll give it another two games. Let's say, for instance, they're 4-1 right now. They're off and running. They're in a good position. They're in a good spot. Um, 
you know, what is going to come of, um, you know, this team. I mean, again, you look, you, let's go fast forward uh, to next week. They play the Washington Commanders. And there's a really strong chance that the Dallas Cowboys are going to beat the Washington Commanders at home. So we're now at three and one. Okay, we're we're now at three and one. And again, they don't have to blow the doors off the commanders. They just have to play good, sound, fundamental football. Okay. Three and one. And let's say, for instance, again, he comes back week five. You lose games, people are going to be look he's gonna be looking over his shoulder constantly. He is going to be. As we fast forward going into a few minutes left here in the podcast. Vikings and the Saints. And again, the Vikings need to stay pace with the, the Packers. And a lot of people in Kevin O'Connell's offense needs to go. The loss they took last week was tough. The Saints. The Saints need to win. I mean, there's no question about it. The Vikings are at 2-1 and one right now. They're in a good situation. Even if they lose next week, they're at 500. It's okay. The Saints are at 1-2. and two. At 1-3, and three, the panic button starts to get pressed. So this is a very, very big game for both of these teams. And, you know, Jameis Winston and Kirk Cousins um, should be a great game to watch. Chargers and the Texans. And again, you look at this team, the Chargers are at one and two, and the panic button is being hit hard. The Texans are 0-2-1, and and let's just say the expectations for the Texans were better than they've shown out. But the real truthers know that the Texans are not a great franchise. I don't think they expected it to be 0-2-1. But again, that doesn't surprise me as much as the 1-2 Chargers. Texans want to get off the schneid. Chargers need to get to 500 and settle the fans of Los Angeles down. Because right now, they're calling for some heads. So big game for the Chargers. And Justin Herbert going there. Bears and the Giants. Again, Bears are 2-1. and one. They're in a good spot. Giants are at 2-1. Both of these teams have a better record than their team would indicate. And it'll be interesting to see what Danny Dimes versus Justin Fields. It's a game I'm not signing up to watch. I'll tell you that much. Giants want to win this game. and They want to win it bad. We'll see what happens. Some of the other games is we're just about out of time. Um, you look at the Jets and Steelers. And again, the battle of one and two teams. Mitch Trubisky, again, a guy who we talk about is going to make a hell of a backup. He was a hell of a backup for the Buffalo Bills. He's not a good starting quarterback. He's wet cardboard. He's plain yogurt. He's just not fun to watch. Kenny Pickett is waiting in the wings. The people of Pittsburgh say, turn it over to him. Pittsburgh's not ready to do that. They're having a very tough time with Najee Harris running the ball. And their offense just is sputtering. The Jets actually have some life. They have some offense. And I think this is going to be a closer game than you think. And I think the Jets have an opportunity to win this game. Um, Again, we will see what happens there. Tennessee Titans and the Colts. And again, the 1-1-1 one, one, and one Indianapolis Colts versus the 1-2 and two Titans. 
No one expected either one of these teams to be in this situation. Both of them are in a must-win situation. Colts, very convincing with their win over Kansas City. Uh, the Titans are sputtering. And we'll see what they do moving on. Mike Vrabel, I think, has a short fuse and will uh, move on from Ryan Tannehill if he hasn't already. Denver Broncos and Raiders. 2-1 Broncos versus the 0-3 Raiders. And if there is a must-win situation, it's the Raiders right now. The Raiders have to win. The Broncos want to win. This is a must-win for the Raiders and Derek Carr. Things are going to happen if they go on for. I'll tell you that much right now. Chiefs and the Bucks, if they play because of this hurricane, again, this is a big game. Mahomes versus Brady. And um, again, both of these teams are 2-1. and one. Both of these teams need to keep in pace with their predecessors. Um, and I think the Chiefs come into this game and they are fired up. They took that loss against the Colts and they were not happy. So we'll see what happens uh, for that game. Packers should roll on the, the Patriots. Bills and Ravens, again, as we are 30 seconds to the clock. Buffalo Bills have to stop Lamar Jackson because he is the offense of that team. Buffalo is pissed off. And if their injuries are sustainable and they have uh, a team to go forward, um, I think the Bills should take that game. What's all the time I have for now? Hopefully you like what you heard. If you didn't, oh well. Um, We'll talk next week and see what happened and how things are. That's all the time I got. Talk to you later. See ya.